the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, welcome, everybody. Um, uh, this is uh, Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al Fadi. I hope you're having a blessed weekend. Uh, if you're listening to this today, um, the chances are um, you are thinking about the election uh, that is coming next week. So uh, with that in mind, my hope is that you are going to be um, willing to at least reason uh, from the Word of God, from the Scripture, about our duty and obligations as citizens, as uh, believers, as Christians, and hopefully you'll be encouragement to those around you. Uh, at the end of the day, I want to remind all of us that uh, God is in control. In Psalm 46 says, 46 uh, verse 10 says, be still and know that I am God. So it is really not for us to, um, uh, uh, you know, basically dictate that uh, we want to have this view or that view. Uh, it is only for us to um, be obedient and um, uh, basically realize that God is in charge, that God will appoint the government that he believes is going to fulfill his purposes. So this ought to be the attitude that we should take. Now, if you look at the Bible in general, you're not going to have really specific instructions about certain governments and parties and uh, 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 you know, basically policies and things like that. But obviously, as believers, we ought to draw all of these things out of the Word of God. For instance, government uh, as an institution, technically speaking, was established right after the, the flood. We read this in Genesis uh, 9, verse 6. Okay? And uh, also, uh, you know, there is the uh, concept of theocracy, uh, where, where um, you know, by the uh, people of God were given specific laws to do, and the intent behind those uh, laws is that make them distinguishable uh, compared to the nations around them, but really at the end of the day, those laws and guidelines are intended basically to um, uh, establish the relationship between uh, the people of God and God as their Lord and Savior, and also to draw the nations to Yahweh, to our God, so that they too will glorify Him by becoming also members of His community. And of course, uh, the Ten Commandments is almost like a unanimous thing, a uh, universal kind of a thing. Uh, almost there are um, elements of it in every government uh, all over the world. I mean, whether uh, things uh, about murder or about stealing or about fornication and so on and so forth. So uh, we 
can at least attest to the fact that there is something wired in us, built in us, to know what is right and what is wrong. And in fact, this happened even right at the fall when both Adam and Eve realized immediately that they did something wrong. So um, we need to be always mindful of the biblical teachings and biblical instructions. There's another thing also when it comes to government. And that's the fact that in Genesis 1, verses 26, 27, God says that he made us in his image, in his likeness. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness. This also involves rationality. It involves our duty to judge Uh, In other words, uh, as God is the judge, we too have this responsibility to be the judge on earth, representative of his judgment. In fact, um, uh, judges in the Old Testament were uh, called Elohim. Uh, What what does that mean? That's a a title, uh, basically exclusive to God, but because they hold that office representing who God is, therefore, by virtue of that, they are called Elohim, Uh, in terms of being uh, the judges of uh, uh, humanity uh, according to God's law. So all of those are very important. Now we need to understand, human have sinfulness. Romans 3.23 tells us about that. And uh, we are basically um, created uh, uh, inside of us uh, this desire... Uh, to uh, tend to do evil things, uh, tend to have sinful behavior uh, since the fall. Uh, The fall resulted in us uh, developing this as a result of disobedience to God because we're separated from God, from His guidance, from His sovereignty over our life uh, and His fear. But, you know, once we are uh, at least, uh, when I mean by sovereignty in our life, mean as believers in full uh, control under his guidance versus uh, being basically want to do it our way. God is still sovereign. God is still uh, uh, sovereign over the whole universe, uh, whether you're a believer or not. But um, when a person tries to pull himself away from that, um, oftentimes they end up doing uh, evil things simply because they're not really living under the guidance of God and the examples that are given to us. Now, um, one thing also that um, I would like to touch on is the fact that um, the Bible, uh, in some sense at least, uh, does give us an idea about the necessity of having a government, but the fact that this government that is given to us is divinely inspired. Once again, the government that is given to us is divinely inspired. And um, what I mean by that is when we go, uh, for instance, to um, uh, Romans, and I'm going to pull the passage right now um, um, to read it for you, and that's found in Romans chapter 13. When we go there, uh, we would read something very interesting. In Romans 13, The passage that I'm going to read starts from verse 1, says this, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. Now, let's pause here and and ask this question. And by the way, if you're just joining us, you are listening to Let Us Reason. I am your host, Al-Fadi, 
And we are really doing a special, at least today, in honor of the fact that the formal election date is going to be this coming week. And I just want to share with you uh, from the scripture encouragements uh, to allow you to realize that at the end of the day, it is not really up to us to decide who can be in charge. Uh, Rather, it is for us at least to submit to the will of God. So in Romans chapter 13, verse 1, it says, Let everyone be subject to the governing authority. And it says everyone. And that's very important for us to realize that everyone applies to everyone. That's pretty much what it says. To the governing authorities, that's the government that is placed basically above us. And notice what the next clause is going to say. For there is no authority. Notice another exception here that is uh, given to us. There is no authority except that which God has established. So what does this mean? It means we, the government that is put in place, no matter what government it is, it is established by God under His authority, under His sovereignty to fulfill His purposes. And God expect, ex, expect us, all of us, to be subjected to this governing authority. Now, I know this is something that's uh, probably difficult for people to comprehend. And, you know, we have sometimes uh, uh, good reasons to think about and say, well, you know, this government is dictator, uh, uh, based on dictatorship. This government is authoritarian. This government, um, you know, uh, doesn't treat people fairly. They persecute this group or that group. But it's almost, uh, you know, we, we behave this way as if God is surprised by all of this, as if God doesn't really know uh, what this government is all about. Let me remind you, uh, from the Old Testament, God used um, nasty governments to fulfill His purposes. He used the Babylonians to take His people to exile, but then He also used the Persians to not only to topple the Babylonians, but to bring His people back again from exile. So uh, God did not really uh, distance Himself. Uh, he didn't disappear from the life of the believers. In fact, Daniel, in chapter 9, was actually meditating on the promises that God has given to the prophet Jeremiah related to the fact that they, the people of God, will spend seven years in exile and then God will basically allow them to go back. And in complete trust in God, Daniel had no doubt that the God who caused them to be in exile because of their sinfulness, not because God is just a capricious God that uh, he just enjoy punishing people, but because they brought it upon themselves, God gave them warning upon warning. I mean, just go to Deuteronomy chapter 27, 28, and look for yourself about the promises of blessings and cursings in there. Nevertheless, God does not abandon His people. And for that matter, He also blesses both the evil and the righteous uh, with all things. Uh, you know, today, look around you. I'm sure it's sunny. Uh, I don't think really God is saying it's going to be sunny only on my people and it's going to be dark on the others. Yes, he did use that as an uh, exhibit of his power uh, during the time of the Israelites in Egypt as a sign against uh, Pharaoh and the Egyptians. But nevertheless, uh, uh, the God that we serve is a God uh, that is sovereign over the whole universe. And um, before I move on to the next point, um, I have a guest that just joined me, uh, our dear brother, Vocab Malone. 
I literally just walked in the door, right in the middle of the broadcast. Well, uh, Vokab, uh, as I mentioned to you earlier, I'm talking to, uh, in, in honor of the fact that the election is going to take place formally. I, I know there is early, uh, basically, mm-hmm. uh, uh, ballots, but uh, nevertheless, uh, uh, it's going to happen this coming Tuesday. Um, I felt really compelled to try to encourage believers in general. I feel like they're, uh, they're down lately. Uh, uh, some of them feel like, you know, God is just abandoning us. And uh, he's nowhere to be found. So uh, I was using the passage from Romans 13, uh, and I just covered verse, uh, part of verse 1, where it says, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. Would you like to add anything to this, brother? Well, that's a great passage uh, there in Romans 14. I think a lot of our teaching about the way to view government and ruling authorities, I think, should be drawn especially out of what's happening there in Romans 14. And, of course, there's other teaching. Uh, You're turning me down, not up. (laughs) The other way is better. But there's other teaching, which also speaks about praying for uh, kings and authorities and rulers over you. And we're supposed to really ultimately be a blessing to them, not a curse as Christians. And the challenge is that this is some of this is new for us in the United States of America. That's a big part of the challenge, because we should stop for a second and say, what's happening in Syria? What's happening in Saudi Arabia? What's happening even in places like Somalia? What's happening even in places you could even go and say places like France? My point is, we're used to leaders of our society having to say, I attend church, I'm a Christian in this way or that way, kind of. Tell us about your faith. Now, things are changing with the secularization of our society, but my point is, I'm not saying we've had all Christian leaders. My point is, we sort of are used to having a civil, uh, civic, rather, public religion, in a sense. Now, there's some good and some bad to that. There's some good and there's a little more, more of a shared morality, but there's some bad in that it becomes difficult to determine and it makes it less obvious who really is born again and who really is under the lordship of Christ versus who is just giving lip service to what the culture is expecting. Well, things are changing in the United States of America. It's changed from an apathy towards Christianity, more and more towards a hostility towards Christianity. And all that relates to voting patterns and how people vote, how people don't vote, the candidates that run, how they run. All that's in the mix right now in the United States of America. And we do have to keep in mind God is in charge. We're not saying don't be involved. This radio show is an example of a way to be involved, thinking theologically about what's going on. This radio show deals with issues relating to all types of things. We're still thinking through these issues. No one's saying don't be involved. We're just saying have the proper perspective on involvement, on what the Lord is doing. And I know we're going to get to this, but I don't think it can be stated enough that wicked rulers— are one of the ways God judges a nation. And sometimes people think about tornadoes and hurricanes, and I do get a little bit skittish because sometimes I worry we could just be like, oh, I know that's God's judgment, or I know that's God's judgment, this Oklahoma tornado or this bombing or this or that. Well, sometimes I'm like, I don't feel so ready to be like, we know for certain God did this because of this X, Y, Z. We don't have prophets in the way that we did, I don't believe. However, we do know God judges in various ways. My point is it's not only through what you consider natural disasters. Part of the way is through wicked 
rulers, rulers who don't honor God. And I think in our country we're seeing more and more of that. I don't think it has to stay that way. I don't think we're doomed to fail that way. But I'm saying we got to recognize God's judgment is righteous. And John MacArthur, is, I'll end on this, uh, he wrote a book playing on the famous song and idea of God bless America. Sort of almost like a command to God in a way. I mean, I know we don't mean it that way, but it's like, you know, bless us, God. John MacArthur's book was entitled, Can God Bless America? And the idea is there is that if God blesses a wicked nation for too long and kind of lets them get away with murder, literally, it impugns his own character because he's slow and patient and his wrath uh, is long-suffering, but he, he doesn't relent forever. And I think we're starting to see more and more of the fruit of the seeds that have been sown generations past in the United States of America. And part of that is we just need to recognize God's goodness even in judging us, even though no one wants to see it happening. But it's who God is. So I I know I probably brought up uh, four or five different points there. But Al-Fadi, I'm trying to pick it back a little bit on what you were saying. Um, And I do just want people to remember that. And, And even though God does judge through wicked rulers... He still uses those wicked rulers. So he uses the Assyrians to judge Israel, but then Assyria also gets judged. Nebuchadnezzar, clearly a pagan idolater. All kinds of issues. Yahweh took care of him, though. All right. Well, just turn down, uh, if you can, maybe turn me down in your headphones, because I want to try to be expressive, but maybe just turn down your headphones a little bit. So um, I want to add to what Vocab just mentioned right now. You know, just in the passage that I'm reading from in Romans 13, this is what the uh, um, uh, basically the first two verses are talking about. Not only let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist has been established by God. It's almost like a redundancy here. God is proving a point. In verse 2 it says, Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And now that's a big one, by the way. God is saying, you know, it's not for you to determine who should be there. I sovereignly decide who should be there because my purposes will be fulfilled. And then in verse 5, it says, Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities. And if that's not enough, I'm going to take you to 1 Peter. In 1 Peter uh, chapter 2, we read also... um, if, if I can pull it up, um, vocab. First Peter. Chapter 2. Starting, chapter 2. Starting from verse 13. If you want to read that, uh, my uh, computer froze. All right, verse 13. Ready? Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. Just a, a reminder, the emperor wasn't a believer, just in case someone is wondering about that. In fact, I would argue also that the emperor 
was a persecutor of the believers. And who knows, it could be this emperor also, that the one that even executed Peter. Nero. Could have been Nero, yeah. The same man who would later cause Peter to lose his head. Peter may be writing these words about yeah. honoring him. Now, I'm not really reading Peter upset about this emperor, causing a riot against this emperor, inciting people to disobey and rebel against this emperor, but he is asking us to basically be in obedience. Why? For the will of God. I mean, that's, that's the whole idea. In fact, uh, what about, brother, 1 Timothy chapter 2? 1 Timothy chapter 2. I'm turning now to the pastoral epistles, and I'm in 1 Timothy chapter 2. Would you like me to begin reading, what, in verse 8? Or, Start from um, verse 1. Verse 1, I'm sorry. Yeah, there we go. My bad. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings, and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way, this is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Amen. Look how he tied, inspired by the Holy Spirit, the Apostle Paul, tied between salvation and obedient to the authority. Mm -hmm. That peace, usually, is a good medium for us to be able to live peacefully and share the gospel peacefully and... Show others mm-hmm. who is the, the king of kings that we serve. Everybody knows as believers that our ultimate authority at the end of the day, uh, obedience, I should say, and uh, submission is to our Savior. But that doesn't mean we should ignore his commandments to us also to be in submission to the governing authorities that he instituted as well. Even Paul, when he was on trial before various Gentile pagan rulers you can read towards the end of the book of acts you know festus and felix and all these folks uh agrippa you know he he often spoke to them if you read uh, the way he spoke to them with actually great respect you know sir and he he would uh, even compliment them i know that you pay attention to these matters you know that you're basically you know you're a bright man type of thing i mean but yet he would call them to repentance but yet he spoke to them respectfully i believe because of their position even though some of them and he knew uh were doing wicked things but yet he was respectful but yet bold and how he spoke to them, which I uh, I really appreciate. He laid out a good model there at the end of the book of Acts, if you see it. Amen. And, you know, um, uh, Vocab mentioned something that, um, uh, you know, about the book, Can God Bless America? And, you know, uh, brothers and sisters, uh, um, i, I got to say this, uh, and it's really hard on my heart to mention it, but um, we just expect God to bend backward and just help us as believers and bless us as believers Yet we as a believing community are actually hiding, not doing anything to stand up for the weak, stand up for the fatherless and the powerless, and expect God, despite all of this apathy that we have, to be still willing to bless us. I mean, if I mention the word Sodom and Gomorrah right now, I, I can guarantee you, almost every one of you, the only word that you will think about is sexual immorality. Sadly, that's all we think about usually. But that's not what the Scripture says about their punishment and the charges against them. Yes, that was one of those right. things that were detestable. But look at the other charges. Ezekiel 16, 
verses 49 to 50. Now, this is the Lord speaking and saying this, Now, this was the sin of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters were arrogant, overfed, and unconcerned. They did not help the poor and the needy. Wow. Vocab. We have only two minutes left. Anything you can share? <laughs> yeah, it shows that uh, there's not only sexual immorality, but there's uh, the greediness and the materialism uh, there in Sodom. And this is part of the reason why Sodom and Gomorrah were judged in the way they were. It was how they dealt with the oppressed and the vulnerable. And in the United States of America, the most vulnerable of us all, the unborn, are dealt with treacherously in the United States of America. I do think you can apply that. There's other things going on, especially with our materialism. But, I mean, you see that uh, – what's the famous Billy Graham quote? If uh, God doesn't judge America soon, he's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, he said that what he saw going on even sort of in the 80s. The idea was, hey, we got to get this together. Look what God did to Sodom, you know. Well, Bocap, thank you so much, brother. If you're joining us, you're listening to Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al Fadi, and with me here in studio, our dear brother, Vocap. I want to encourage all of you, brothers and sisters, to pray and ask God to guide you to make the right vote and the right selection in a way that you believe, according to the Holy Spirit, to be pleasing to God. God is in control at the end of the day. Uh, may God bless America indeed. Until we meet again, have a blessed day. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.